This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... This episode of Crucial Tech is brought to you by Cyber Protection Magazine, the fastest growing cybersecurity magazine in the world. Did you know that more than 90% of the world uses social media as its primary source of news, but less than 70% of those users trust that information? You may not know that, but many companies are figuring that out and are abandoning social media advertising programs. On the other hand, while only 6% of the world gets its information from independent print publications, almost 70% of that audience trusts that information. And savvy companies are rethinking their ad budgets in favor of print. So if you're looking for a place to meet the broadest possible audience in cybersecurity, you might consider Cyber Protection Magazine. We're not just online, we're also in print. Welcome to the holiday issue of Crucial Tech, and Joe Basquez and I are going to talk about some things you need to be concerned about for the holidays. Hey, Lou, it's been a while since we talked. Thanks for having me. What's yeah, going so, on holidays? Well, you know, it's getting really interesting. I have been getting emails from a lot of PR folks that are pushing the idea of uh that you got to be careful when you're shopping. And, and one of the things you can do to be careful when you're shopping is to buy their services, you know, right? That's what you want to do. The problem is they only sell these services to businesses and essentially medium to large corporations, not to consumers. And the consumers are the one that have the problem. Now you may have an employee who is doing Christmas shopping online while he's at work, which he probably shouldn't be doing, but he's going to be using his credit card, not the corporate accounts. So it's his uh, financial information that's at risk when he's doing that, not the corporation. So it doesn't do them any good. Plus, no company could buy this service and have it implemented in time for their employees to start taking the benefits of it for their uh, unauthorized shopping time. So I decided it's important. Yeah. And so what I've done uh, is taken a few things out of these uh, pitches and I thought I would push it this way. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is Black Friday, which is happening at the day we are pushing out this uh, podcast. We, We recorded this a couple of days earlier, but there is a UK analysis firm called Witch with a question mark. That's what they're called, Witch. As a question, they reported that 98% of Black Friday deals are not as good as deals after Black Friday. And, you know, Black Friday actually started in October now. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens is that retailers will jack up the price of their, uh, their products just before this. And then when they go to uh, to sell their products, they'll put it back down to the regular price. So all this effort we put into uh, shopping on Black Friday or finding these great deals 
is probably not a good idea. Because I think the phenomenon may actually go away, right? Black Friday was called Black Friday because it's the time that the stores reach profitability. But if you do make deals and promotions all year long, uh, that, that whole thing may just go away. Yeah. And uh, actually, it, it kind of is already. Um, the, the retail world has actually seen a, a pretty good year as far as sales go. So they don't really need the push that much. However, right. as which was pointing out, if you just wait a few days, then you'll actually start seeing deals because that's when they're going to start dropping their prices down because they do have to get rid of inventory. Right. So what I like to say to everybody, and this is the first thing I think we need to talk about here, is that this weekend, you got a few days off. Enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner. Enjoy the leftovers the next day. Put up your Christmas decorations and spend time with your family and just stop shopping for a couple of weeks and just and get into it uh, just maybe a week or two before Christmas. I think it'll do a lot better for everybody's, uh, not only their security, but their own frame of mind. Yeah, it'd probably go a long way. Uh, I think I think for some people, it's just the shipping time that they're concerned about. But if you're going to go to a store physically, uh, you're probably better off to wait. Yeah. And yeah, that that is that shipping issue is going to be a big deal because it looks like we may be having a rail strike in the United States. And there will be one just before Christmas in the UK as well that will significantly affect the delivery of products. Uh, so uh, this might be the year that you might want to consider shopping local and just stay off of uh, internet altogether. Interesting. What else you got? Okay. So if you're going to do it, if you're going to shop online, there are some things you need to keep in mind uh, when you, you are shopping. And I got these tips from Iten Fogel, the CEO of a cyber training platform, CyberReady. And they are one of the companies that sent me this email saying, well, you better be careful about your shopping. But and they're selling a product that only goes to corporations, but they, they have some good ideas here. So before you start shopping, rather than click on a link from an ad or an email, what you need to do is find the real URL for the merchant and type it in yourself, because a lot of scammers will make a URL that looks very similar to the merchants themselves, but it's not them. In fact, there, there's there's a couple of ways you can make sure that you've got the real site because in the search window, when you're typing in the URL uh, and it comes up, uh, if you see a lock symbol next to that URL, that means it's a secure site. That's probably means it's legitimate. So that's the first thing you look for once you go you get into that website, okay? The next thing is you use a third party payment method that does not transmit your credit card information to the seller. And I'm talking about things like payment, PayPal or Venmo, or you even get uh, yourself a prepaid credit card uh, and, and use that uh, until you run out of money. That's a good way to budget your, your money. Now, after shopping, visit the merchant's website to see if there are any sales updates. Don't click on the links in the emails or texts claiming to provide order updates. You've got to go directly to that website uh, because it, the, the stuff that's going on with, uh, with email, I mean, I've been getting, I don't know, I think about five emails every morning from fake sites 
offering to sell me something or tell me I've got an award or something or reward. And it's all just crap. I mean, they, they don't, they're not even trying to, to give me a legitimate URL. So like I said, don't pay attention to the emails or texts. They're probably not legitimate. And finally, and this is an important one after, after shopping, you want to keep your eye on the financial accounts for any unanticipated transactions. Okay, this is this is something I've been caught on myself. I, I uh, a few years ago, and this is actually one of the reasons that I decided to get into looking into cybersecurity uh, as a journalist. Uh, somebody got a hold of my checking account, or actually my debit card, and they used my account to buy a home brewing setup in the UK absolutely drained my account of thousands of dollars to buy all this stuff. And I hope they got themselves a good brew before the police actually came through their door and arrested him <laughs> because he's now in jail now for 10 years. <laughs> I hope it, the buzz was worth it. Yeah. Well, the thing is it, it wasn't necessarily my fault that this happened there. There had been a breach at another financial institution that got a hold of my information. And, and that's how that happened. But I, I check my account every day using my, my online app to check to see if anything's coming across. I also get uh, alerts whenever I buy anything. So when, when I buy something using a debit card or a credit card, I will get alerts and said, you spent this much money. And if I did, and it usually comes within seconds of the transmission, uh, of the tra transaction. And so I, I get that. And if it, that way I know it's it's gone through and I know what's happening. If I get one and I didn't pay for it, then I know that something's up. So those things are easy to do and they're free. So keep an eye on those transactions. Probably a good idea to do that every day, but it's even more relevant right now. Uh, I know that happens all the time with, you know, non-authorized transactions. So yeah, the scammer, the scammers are, um, are ramping up. For the and they were they they do I mean they work overtime on the holidays right because people are busy they're you know in a rush they're yeah so it makes it easier yeah so the final tip that I want to make and this is going to be a nice short uh, podcast because everybody's going to be busy this week um, we're going to be doing our second second annual interview with the director of the Mozilla Foundation's privacy not included list. That was one of our more popular podcasts last year, and we're going to do it again. What Mozilla does is that they will do a deep dive into the most popular uh, digital products and software on the market today and tell us what the privacy pitfalls are for those particular uh, items. And it's, it's really amazing how many things are out there that can really cause problems. I mean, one of the things I, I've noticed that I've been getting an ad for a lot on social media is a device to make a duplicate uh, key for your car. You know, we got lots, lots of people have these keyless fobs now where you can open your car, you can start your car, you can open the trunk and all these things. Well, those things you uh, use a near field communication technology that uh, will transmit a code to the car and open it up. And what happens if you lose that key? You know, you've got a problem. So you always want to have a, a, a duplicate key. There is a device that is being sold for less than $25 that is 
that you can use to copy the code of your key. It's essentially the same thing. If you went down to a hardware store and, and bought a new, or even your, your car dealership and bought a new key, which would cost $75 and they will copy the code for you. Well, this is a device that does exactly the same thing. It's a little bit smaller than most key fobs. And you can, you can make yourself an extra key with this. What people don't realize is that car thieves can do the same thing with your key. If they, if, if you go to a restaurant and you give your key over to the, the valet, they, they might be in cahoots with somebody that uh, will want to steal your car. You don't want to do it right away. You want to, you know, wait. Uh, but uh, they they can use this device for $25 and be able to access your car and drive it away. And you will still have possession of your key. So you've got to be careful about things like that. And the Mozilla Foundation will give us a nice long list of all of those things. That's great. That's a good, uh, that's a good resource for people to have. Okay. So that's going to be it. That's my list for the, the holidays of this year. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're going to be doing a couple more uh, episodes uh, coming up until uh, January. And then we're going to start our next season. Uh, we're going to be looking into some interesting areas. One of them, uh, the first one up is going to be uh, a look into the operational technology world. Uh, when we, we talk about digital information, you've got two categories. You've got the information technology world and the operational technology world. Informational technology is the biggest part. That's, that's our uh, Comcast and our AT&T, our cell phones, our internet connections. That's big. Okay. That's a hundred and just in the cybersecurity world, that's a $150 billion market right now. But in the operational technology world, that's something we don't always see. I mean, one of the things I, I never really thought about until this past week is when my internet goes down, how does FedEx still continue to operate? Okay. The reason is, is that they've got their own private network. That's what operational technology is about. And that, that affects not only things like delivery services and the U.S. mail, but it's about bridge tolls. It's about gas lines. It's about water treatment uh, uh, supplies. They've all got their own infrastructure. And it is actually more vulnerable than the, the IT side of the world. And it can affect entire nations. So we need to be spending a little bit more uh, time talking about this. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, not only uh, as the end of the year comes, but we'll be looking into that more uh, through 2023. That sounds like fascinating stuff, Lou. I can't wait to hear more and get some more details. Uh, have great holidays. And uh, I look forward to next year. You too, Joe. It's uh, been great working with you. And I look forward to good things this year. So that's it for this week on Crucial Tech. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, you can go to anchor.fm slash crucialtech and leave a one-minute comment or question, or you can contact us at cyberprotection-magazine.com and uh, you can read everything that we're doing there and you can also uh, contact us through email. So thanks for listening. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving weekend uh, and I look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. This has been Lou Covey with Crucial Tech, a Footwasher Media production.